Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Almwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Almwake. Well, good morning, Maui. What a beautiful day to stand in the, uh, the great gift we've been given to choose the direction our country and our island goes. And we invite all of you to take into deep prayer. What is the highest? What is the best good? Make sure you re- do your research and go and vote. And it is important to do the research. Jim, what are you thinking today? Oh, well, I went to the polling places, and they were very quiet. We just heard on the top of the news that this that voters are turning out in record numbers. Certainly wasn't the case this morning in Kihei, where I voted. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I voted about... An hour ago, and I was only the 230th person through the polls. In so. Kihei, which in is a big Kihei, area. In the big community center. Mm-hmm. So uh, get out there and vote. And, um, and, and But be informed before. Absolutely. Go online. You can go online you... and, and learn about each candidate and what their vision is. And I hold for us, Jim, a return to leaders who lead from vision, mm-hmm. who lead from what's the common good who lead from an awareness that we're a very diverse culture. We don't play down, dummy down, and play to the lowest denominator, which is called fear, but we play to the highest vibration, which is called vision. The United States of America is a visionary leader on the planet. And I was hearing someone from um, the Middle East say, you know, the whole world used to look to the United States. It was the big hope. And it's not true anymore, but it can be true. We can turn it around in a minute, but it's not true today because I travel the world. And I will tell you, they are afraid of us. They don't hate us. They're afraid of us. Well, if That's you, a scary place to if be. If you go back to our founding fathers, and you know I have a very strong affinity for Thomas Jefferson, but so many of our founding and fathers. And me, Thomas Paine. Uh, really? Oh, I totally. I'm a Thomas Paine fan. So mm-hmm. our founding fathers, I mean, this whole nation was birthed as an idea with a very strong consciousness. And even though Jefferson wanted to be known one of his most important accomplishments was the idea of separation of church and state. He had a very deep uh, uh, conscious connection to spirit. And it's separating from church is not the same as separating from divine Absolute. providence and is he what they use. Divine providence is the day we the separate Jefferson from Memorial. divine providence, mm-hmm. it, then we lo- lose what called them forth because they said we hold these truths to be self-evident, mm-hmm. which means they're revealed from within. Mm-hmm. They didn't say self-apparent, which says, oh, there's a democracy over there. <laughs> Let's try that. No, they went within. They were called by something higher. Mm-hmm. And we're all being called today, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a, a beautiful time. And, and I know know why people don't like politics i have to sit in prayer while i watch it mm-hmm. when i watch them uh, yell uh, not yell so much as denigrate each other and, and mudslinging pull up and the, uh, yeah. yeah and and pulling up and when when you know who among us doesn't have something in our past so mm-hmm. i think you know one of the things i think is <laughs> wow really good people or their kids have some in their past and they're right. just not willing to put their family on the line right. um who among us but you know we can go back to that vision in a choice and that is the daily word today to know that over a million people are praying on one idea, choice, to choose to respond to life in positive, progressive, creative ways. Whatever's happening, we can stand on our tippy-tippy toes and say, what's the highest thing I can see? And God, if you see it higher, I'll go with you. I love that. I'll go with you. Because God always has a higher viewpoint. And when you say a million people, what we're talking about is this wonderful little book that is available uh, from Unity. It's called The Daily Word. The Daily Word. Each day, there's a different word. And November 7th, the word is choices. Choices, and and, and that we choose. But it's important for us to understand as we're listening, 
um, and why love leaves no one out is we can only choose from the highest level of our understanding. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that's why Jesus was always telling us, don't judge anybody, because people can only do at their highest level of understanding. I don't believe there's anybody on the planet who, if they understood karma, if they understood we're all one, if they understood what Jesus said, what I do to the very least of these, I do to myself, if they just understood the vibration that the minute I give it, I've got it. Mm-hmm. So when I withhold a good, when I resent someone, when I think the enemy is somewhere else, I've blocked my own humanity. Mm-hmm. It's not about being a goody-goody two-shoes. It's about understanding what quantum physics is now um, actually what they're doing is pretty much validating what the mystics have said. There is only one. Mm-hmm. All of us an emanation of the one. And Jesus said, what you sow, you reap. And he never called anybody bad and evil. He just said, what you sow, you reap. And he said, don't judge anybody because you don't have enough information. But be keep your eyes on God. Keep your eyes on the good and bring that vibration through. So I'm on a tirade today, but it is so important that people understand the gift of democracy. We've got soldiers over in Iraq and people here that don't even take the privilege to go and vote, and yet we have soldiers dying. It is so important. I mean, it really is... um and the I understand why they don't vote because they're, they're looking around. Where's the person of vision? Right, but Where's it is the, the most important thing to do, and it's and it's really not making a choice against someone else. Mm-hmm. That's I think another thing that that oftentimes people go to the polls. Well, it and does I'm look like that a lot of times. Against I have to that, say, but I'm vo- but you're really yeah. voting for someone. Well, the day that we demand our leaders mm-hmm. have integrity and vision, the mm-hmm. day that we demand that children count first and mm-hmm. foremost, they are our legacy. Mm-hmm. The day that we demand that w- we don't spend billions of dollars in a foreign country before we take care of our environment. Um, the day we demand it, we'll get the government. Somebody said, you get the government you deserve. <laughs> and, and I think we all have to take a deep breath and say, you know what? We all deserve more. We, we and we need to clean it up. We need to say to the people that have bought and sold America, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Enough is enough to the corporations that are multinational. You don't get those tax breaks anymore. you got to work for the whole world, including us. You just can't. You just can't get away with it anymore. Jesus said it. I love what he said. What's what's hidden will be revealed. And boy, aren't there some people this <laughs> last couple of weeks <laughs> on both revelations. sides going, oh man, oh man, what is hidden will be revealed. So listen, let's. we've got some great things today. Some really great things. One is, one of our sponsors is Myrna Stone Maui Estate Ma- Ma- real, real estate, estate Maui style. style, which has got a great picture of it. Looks like green grass, and it's looking right at Lanai. But um, the great article every week, every month, excuse me, they have these fabulous mm-hmm. articles. And this one is in case of disaster, and they just had it on the news about dis- different disasters, and we just had the earthquake. In case of disaster, call Maui. And it just has all of the leaders, including our senator. And uh, coming together to create a plan and information that will save your life. Many people don't know that the Pacific Disaster Center in Kihei, right up there uh, in the Maui Research and Tech Park, is uh, one of the main facilities in the world to deal with disasters. It it handles Mm -hmm. all sorts of disaster monitoring for the Pacific area, which includes as far away as Japan. Mm -hmm. And it's a very important part. And this article goes in and talks about that. And, and all the other things and, and the conferences that occur right here on Maui. So uh, we are connected to the rest of the world. And this is just a great magazine. Check it out. Um, on page 40, there's some great uh, Hawaiian words. It's just a fantastic publication. It's free. It's available all over Real Estate Maui style. And thanks for being a sponsor. And there's so many good ones. But this one has who's who in real estate. So it really, for those who are interested in real estate, if you're traveling, you want to take something home with you so you can read at your leisure 
uh, who the star realtors are and what their passions are and are they aligned with your vision. Uh, information and, and knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. It really is. We thank Myrna Stone. We thank Real Estate Maui Style. And I want to thank all of the first responders because when we had our earthquake, they were at every stoplight on Maui within a few minutes. They I mean, really no accidents on Maui. They were at every single stoplight because I got in my car within an hour and drove to church, and every every intersection had more than one policeman directing traffic. That's that's our men and women at work, and we really honor our police, our firefighters, and all the people who help make it possible. Mm -hmm. Maui's uh, in the middle of an ocean. Isn't it good to know we've got people working for us? And we had our electricity back before any of the other islands. I mean, we were up by noon. I think most of the electricity was back on. Well, I know why now, because it's, it's easier to start up a little generator <laughs> than it is to start it. They had to shut down uh, Honolulu because as short they had to start it up in rolls. Each one yeah. has, otherwise it could, you know, short out. So, so there is an advantage to being a smaller island. If anybody's listening, vote for non-development. No, that <laughs> would be political. We're not political here. <laughs> Uh, I just slip once in a while. Uh, I'm, I'm really we'll, sorry. We'll try I to keep you on the well, hey, we're really excited because we're talking with one of our good friends, Zana Smith, who's um, a certified grief counselor working on her doctor. But she comes to Maui on a regular basis. We don't get her year round. We'd love to, but we don't. She's got another place and another family in a beautiful land that I love, the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, south of Seattle, little beautiful pine trees, north of north Seattle. And uh, lives, in, which is the only other place I could live, is with pine trees and a, and a lake. That's the only other vibrational field. Beautiful pine trees and beautiful lakes, but still not Maui. So we're going to be talking with Asana Smith. We're going to be talking about a couple of classes that she's teaching, but she's got so much information how to move through grief. You mm -hmm. know, we talked about that last week. Ram Das is doing a workshop mm -hmm. with uh, the. Um, hospice people mm -hmm. to help us just even understand the process of dying mm -hmm. and the process and, and this, you know, who among us listening doesn't have some unhealed, unfinished grief? Mm -hmm. it, it just, it, you know, it just, we aren't good at it in our culture. We, no. we, well, we don't know, talk about it. We sweep it under the rug. And when my brother died April, um, August 30th, I promised myself I would take the time and, and boy, I mean, there's days I just go home and, and I go to sleep. I'm so tired or there's been days when it feels like all my nerves are outside my body. There's days when I'm angry for no reason at all. Mm -hmm. And um, in the past, I just got busy. Mm -hmm. And I've learned there's cultures that take 40 days to do nothing, let you just have that time. But in the, you know, whole, in the Jewish concept of you know sitting sh shiva, shiva. How long do you do that? Uh, you would be talking to the wrong person. I, I oh, really don't know. Is it two but weeks? It's, yeah. it's, it's a, a, a short. Well, I let's introduce I, Zana. Yeah, We're talking I mean, about her know. field of expertise. This is Zana Smith. And uh, the healing of the heart, our pathway through grief. You're going to be starting that on November 9th. Was that this week? That's this, this Thursday week. evening. Wow. Yes. So for those of you who voted differently, some of you will want to be in that <laughs> workshop on Thursday. <laughs> and this is a workshop for people who are grieving any type of loss. Yeah. Not just people, not yeah. just pets, oh. but loss of sense of security, a loss of feeling that they have any control in their government. Many, many losses. And some of us have losses that go through generations. Yes, I that think that's so important to understand. It's not necessarily, when we're feeling so bereaved, it's not necessarily something that's actually happened to us, but something that's been handed down to us. 
kind of chunked in. It was in chunked the soup. In. It was it in was the, the soup. In the and soup. You sat at breakfast. It was in the porridge. Exactly. It was in your field. It was We've in We've had some womb. good books written about the, t- you know, crying and the, the tears become so large that they wash away a whole family and things like this. Oh. And th- there are all kinds of different stories out there that myth make myths out of it. Yes. And I think that's one very good way to look at how to help ourselves with grief. There are things in our life that are symbolic. So see them as myths. See it as, and let the myth Epic. help you. Well, I know in the ancient mystery schools, where they, you know, they just wiped out a whole city-state. Remember yes, in Greece, where right. they just, you know, the one, the <laughs> one, they didn't even take slaves. They just killed everybody. Yes, right. And, uh, and the grief that happened even to the soldier who survived or to the families that lost. Or if you go on that land now. You can feel you it. Can feel you it can feel it through your feet. You can feel it. You can feel the vibration. And in the mystery school, they would come and they'd enact these incredible dramas, you know, and that's where you get Medusa. Mm-hmm. Is that it? And the, the mother killing mm-hmm. her child and people eating things and just horrible, horrible stories. But they try to just make it worse than yours. And well, you, you well, think of some of the other things that uh, in the past where people would put ashes on themselves or, and oh, wear yes, shirts yes. that were very uncomfortable and mm. make any kind or more recently in the Victorian English. England when they would put a black armband around it so people would know or they'd put mm. a black wreath on their door so people would know oh. that they were in grief. There was an honoring of grief. There's, there's still, I mean, if you, when you were talking about the black armband, of course, that's what, you know, the, the firefighters and, and the police do. Or the lowering have. of our flag. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Right. Wow. So that, that myth really continues. In yes, it does. And it's a, it's a good thing. But here in the United States, I find more than anywhere else in the world, that people are made uncomfortable by an another person's grief, and so they want to correct mm-hmm. it as fast mm-hmm. as possible. I think that's really been my way because I didn't know how to embrace it myself. I wanted people to get over it because the big truth is that we're all one and we're eternal. But boy, on the human level, on the emotional level, when you don't get over it, you just well, one of go the biggest it. things for us in in dealing with grief is a disconnection that happens, and I think one of the most important things that keeps us happy and healthy is feeling connected Mm -hmm. connected to our god connected Mm -hmm. to our universe Mm -hmm. connected to people Mm. and when a death happens or a loss for example you're suddenly forced to leave the island Mm. or you're forced to leave a community because of economics or some other reason that's a tremendous loss it's a a loss of connection Mm -hmm. and yet People want to brush it aside, get functional, let's go out and play. How come you're so glum today? Yeah. You know, and that's true. And I watched it with the, the big latest evangelical who got caught in a very compromising situation. And his community just closed the door on him. No reconciliation. I'm thinking, excuse me, the Jesus I know maybe doesn't tolerate the lying and cheating. I think the homosexuality is a choice. that uh, Not a choice. It's a, a way you're wired. Mm-hmm. But... They ju- it was like that. And I thought, whoa, where's the love in that? It wasn't like... Well, let's that goes back to the fear factor that uh, is currently being used again, mm-hmm. as it has mm-hmm. throughout history. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you mm-hmm. are afraid of being disconnected, oh, then hurts. you support the person who is trying to supposedly protect you. And, that, mm-hmm. and so we're dealing with all kinds of losses here. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you have a step-by-step process mm-hmm. to walk people through the... I do not. You do not. I do not have a step-by-step process. No, I do not no believe in a step-by-step process. Wow. Because, because that's why it is a process. The, the, 
in grief, everybody grieves differently. So they're like the nine stages and the seven stages. You don't that. I that believe doesn't... that they all interact. I think that what Elizabeth Kubler Ross mm -hmm. did in her research Definitely. and mm -hmm. also her most recent re research, the what she did at the end, mm -hmm. shows that it was a very important thing to look at the different aspects, but not steps, not. Yes. Phases. Mm -hmm. These phases all interact with each other. So mm -hmm. as Mary was saying, mm -hmm. all of a sudden you feel angry one moment and then you giggle the next. And, you know and then you feel despair at the next. And, and, and you can't control it. And you can't control and those. You, you'll be planning. I found myself when my fiancé died, I'd still be planning our wedding once in a while. I'd be driving down the road as if it didn't happen. Or birthday. Oh, I better go get his birthday present two years later. Because it was so much. Of, and, and I'd be on the way to the store and I'd he's dead. Yes. Yeah, but my mind couldn't Can, just that's let correct. that yeah. go. Yeah, but one of the things Elizabeth doesn't talk about, and I'd be interested with you because my spiritual dad died, and my mother was saying they had a 52-year marriage. They never told me that my mind wouldn't work, that she oh, just that's a would very blank out. And, boy, that, that is that's what I find. normal things. And actually, yes. that's one of the things I'm looking at in my research, I'm, I'm in this doctoral oh, work, good. is looking at what our mind does do when we're in a, in a state of trauma or when we're having a strong empathic response to something, which is a you physical You mean the response. cognitive skills just don't just don't. That's click? correct. The cognitive and memory skills. Yes. When I would come home and sit in a chair where I was supposed to go to fax something at the church. I would call and say, I'll be right by the church. I would drive right past the church, go home, sit down, turn on the TV. Four hours later, somebody would call and say, I thought you were coming by. I didn't even know what was on the TV for four hours. Wow. And I totally, I mean, I, yes, I'm coming right by. It's right. gone. Right, and I, that happened more than one time. And if my mother hadn't told me about it, I went, "Oh, right." Oh. This is a very normal manifestation yeah. of grief, and and uh, there are many, and not everybody experiences all the different types of mm -hmm. manifestations, and nobody experiences grief the same way twice. But really, so one of one of the things that does happen, though, is that if you let's say that you. You've, you've suffered a lot of grief. I've had Mary. more deaths. I, a doctor was working with me about a month ago and said, you know, I, I'm trying to think if I have anybody I work with that's had more death, And I just take it in stride. It's like yeah. that's everyone I've been married, everyone I've been married twice was orphans. <laughs> my fiancé was an orphan. My dad was an orphan. And I have no living relatives except one son, one grandson, one mother with dementia, and one older brother who's already had a heart attack. No aunts, no uncles, no grandparents, anywhere. And... Uh, and I've had more than one, you know, prayer partner. I've just, it's been like, I just think well, that's how it is. Well, they up on top of each other. Yeah. But as you've already experienced, each one seems a little different. Totally but one, different. you may, for example, let's say you had a pet and you lost oh. the pet. And you think, why am I feeling such heavy grief for this when I wasn't really feeling that much grief when my mother died? Mm. Mm. And what happens is we echo it we, the, uh. in the grief for the pet. Oh, yes. you're bringing up this. You're bringing the, up the all of the, the grief. Exactly, the exactly. Interesting. You know, yeah. then I had two. I had a, a, a very large 2,000 member congregation, and two people within a year of each other lost five significant relatives. Yes. One had a suicide of mm -hmm. a son, but That's then he lost a sister, and I can't remember the five significant. And the other one lost a husband, and then a whole. And they, they went through it. And then a year later, both of them ended up in a psychiatric ward. And at that point, I realized, you know, 
it, the, whatever container we have, it couldn't hold that big of a loss. And they both are doing fine now. But, I mean, it just hit like a tidal wave. So now when we have people go through grief at, at Maui, Unity, I say we watch them with love. We don't, we're not watching for the, we just watch with love because the psyche can't hold that much loss. I mean, well, that's, that's another cost. Another that's another thing that yeah. I try to bring up yeah. in this workshop is how to help somebody in grief. How mm. can you help? Most of us want to back away. We don't know what to say. We say something that's really glib or something that ah. we've heard somewhere before. And yeah. I'll tell you what, the person who's grieving wants to punch you in the nose when you say yeah. it. I, and like, I did. Whatever. I had to forgive myself. Someone came. My brother had passed, and I you know, came back. And during the Sunday service, I talked about the grief. And someone came up afterwards and said, how was your trip? Was it great? And, I mean, I, I acted like they'd slapped me. I said, weren't you here? I mean, it's like I, an anger came up. And but then they I didn't they want did, to address your grief. And they didn't hear it. They, they were talking about the India trip, which was six weeks before, and, and they hadn't even dealt with that. And mm -hmm. afterwards I thought, oh, my God, I've probably done it myself. So, I mean, I, well, but it was a, that first. You know, <gasps> I think many of us don't yeah. really have a developed skill in listening <laughs> compassionately. Mm -hmm. We have our own agenda. We really <laughs> don't want to have to listen to somebody who's in pain. And it, it does take a certain training, I think a certain alertness within ourselves and going within is how you help another person this saying is something isn't how it's listening oh. this is fascinating we, sh we should take a break and hear from our sponsors so Zana Smith is going to share a workshop on healing the heart so we all have some unhealed and if I haven't healed it in me it's probably harder I mean, this when this person came up, it was all those years of unhealed grief that reacted. Well, I really appreciate your telling you know, us. You know, all, all that all unhealed that grief. That, that, and I could see how inappropriate my response was. But on the other hand, it was instant. And, it was, and I realized that's why I'd asked the congregation and my closest friends, help me walk through the grief this time. Don't let me build another church. That's what I do. Okay, we'll just add a wing to the church, yeah. or we'll go out and, you know, it, it's, so, it's so important. So I hope all of you will save Thursday nights starting this week from 7 to 10. You have an opportunity to be more compassionate with yourself if it's your own process, and then to be more available to the people we love, because that's the, that's the call of our heart. We can't be there for someone if we can't be there for ourselves. So take a look at your daytimer right now. We'll be back in it with Sana Smith and, and tell you how you can sign up for this. It's a limited enrollment class because it's very in, in personal. And also there's another one on uh, Saturday, a, a separate class called Dancing with the Phoenix. And coming we'll talk back. about that later. Yeah, coming back to, and living in, in the splendor of once, once we're through the grief, we're more than we ever thought. So Sana Smith, thanks to our sponsors, and stay tuned. And do the research, pray, and go vote. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company.
And now, back to Conversations with Friends. What a great day it is, Jim. We're talking with Zanna Smith, who's one of our favorite teachers. She comes back to Maui from time to time. She's a, in a Ph.D. program, but she's been a teacher and an evocateur of healing. And she's talking with us about healing grief. because Healing the heart. And, you know, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross says something, Zanna, and probably you've come across in your research, that all people that get stuck in victim consciousness, self-pity, you know, where it's just like, why did they do it to me? And it just, they walk into a situation and it happens. It's all, she says, unhealed grief from childhood. So it's just like the yes. world comes up, your boss says something to you. And I've, I've found unhealed grief in another form. I counsel people who have chronic disability, chronic pain, mm-hmm. chronic yes, illness. Yes, yes. Almost without exception, my clients have unresolved grief. So yeah. you're saying basically that if you, if you don't go through the grief process and really go through And there isn't any one grief process. It becomes cumulative. Exactly. As every every time you experience the death of a loved one. Exactly. Or the or the that we, the we were talking about just the loss of anything. I mean, yeah. if you say you, betrayal you have to is leave certainly a loss. Anything, anything right. like that. Yes. It just cumulatively uh, unless adds you up. have a w- unless you have a way. Just you know, we've heard so much about anger management and trying to find ways to get rid of our mm-hmm. anger, mm-hmm. but still we have problems with that. Mm-hmm. But grief, we haven't had much work with that. Oh, because we deny it because it, we don't think it's important. You go through some rituals, and supposedly you're over your grief. How do you define grief? Wow. How do I define grief? Sometimes the simple questions are more profound. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can't answer that right yeah. now. I'm, I'd have to think about that a while. I mean, there's a I'm going to throw it back at you. How would you define well, grief? Well, I mean, I think there's a deep sadness. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an emptiness that you feel because something has changed. I think that's accurate. I, I think it, it has to be separated from depression, however. Mm-hmm. I have people come to me that have had chronic depression and say, I'm in grief. Well, what happens is I unravel that and I find out that they also have a chemical reason why they are chronically depressed mm-hmm. or they might possibly be on an inheritor, an heir of generations of grief. Yes. Mm. It's not their own specific yes. grief. So I think yeah. that when you talk about grief, it has to, for us, and it's probably something to do with a special thing that happened. Mm-hmm. As I said, a separation from something. It could be as early in your life as when you're an infant and your mother gives you up for adoption. Mm-hmm. It could be um, something as before you actually have words. Mm-hmm. And, but the grief is still there. I know a couple of people who... Uh, the family is is happy and joyful, and they have chronic depression. And because while they were in the womb, somebody died, or one of them some yes. big, some big uh, war, World War Two. You found a lot of it where the the partner was off at war or mm-hmm. got killed, and at that time the mother, who's normally a joyous or happy person, there wasn't the chronic, uh, but that one child in the womb or right. born right after, and some terrible thing happens instead of being nurtured and loved, and then they felt like everyone else in the family had this love component. They didn't, but when they went back and looked at it, they didn't have the same. They had the same genes, basically the same overall view, but th- those few very formative areas. I think that's one of the biggest insights, Donna, is while we're in the womb. Oh, yes. That we're we, feeling and, the and it's nonverbal. That That's us. why people can't solve it with cognitive therapy. Right. Or even with rebirthing. <laughs> yes. And, but because what's so beautiful, this Ho'oponopono that I'm working with now, mm-hmm. which is radical love and radical forgiveness, which means if I'm angry, I go inside and I ask this Holy Spirit, show me what's going on. Because every thought that comes to us comes tainted with 
anger or grief or, you know, we hardly Certainly ever have Certainly with judgment thought. and self-judgment. Self-judgment. But if you just notice thoughts, if you go back, mm-hmm. if it's causing distress. I'm not talking about joyous thoughts. I'm talking about if, if it rises. This wonderful teacher that I'm reading now, he said uh, he promised himself a hot fudge Sunday that <laughs> if he could just make it through a day without judgment. Now, he's an awake, aware teacher. He said that was 10 years ago. I have not made, knowing how this all works, I have not been able to get through a day. Yeah. Without judging me or someone else, he hasn't gotten that. He, t- he said, he said that. I he still haven't had that big hot fudge Sunday yet." You know, he was on our show while you yeah. were away, and mm-hmm. he said that. He, I still haven't. Had, I still. And I'm not saying it, such a big hot fudge Sunday would make you sick. He said, yeah. "You know, I mean, just where you just eat the, all the chocolate you ever wanted." But, but it's very we're we're, we're wired. It seems like yes. to judge, and it does ourselves. seem that way. But um, I'm finding when I follow <laughs> one of my heroes, who's the Dalai Lama, mm-hmm. his teachings. Um, it in, involves having a shift of perspective, mm-hmm. and it is possible to do that to, at any stage in your life, no matter how much you've been damaged or hurt, mm-hmm. to have this type of shift. Absolutely. And it's a, te- a question of going within and touching that wonderful spirit and mm-hmm. the universal spirit mm-hmm. that is in within, mm-hmm. within all of us, within mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk a little bit about my uh, presentation Saturday night. Okay, so the, let's just wrap up a Healing the Heart, which is uh, about... Transforming Grief, and that's Thursday nights, three Thursday nights starting this week, the so. 9th, the 16th, skipping Thanksgiving and coming back in, 7 to 9, and uh, you can call and prepay. It's $80 uh, pre-registration. We don't turn anyone away, do we? No. Nope. So if that's too much for you, come and give what you can, but we want to honor Zana and her work and all that it takes to be a counselor and, and show up, and you can call Unity Church and pre- pre-register because it's $100 at the door. It's well worth it. I mean, you'll leave transformed. I'm, I'm also in the in the workshop. I have a booklet that I will be giving out that normally I sell for $20. There you go. So. I mean, that's the deal. The church number is 242-9327. Come to the Maui Tropical Plantation on Sunday and sign up. And now let's take a minute and switch because on this Saturday night, it's coming up fast. Too fast. <laughs> yeah, but 11-11, that's a, that's a good... Uh, <coughs> Eleven, eleven. I have people getting married on eleven, eleven. <laughs> people doing meditation workshops. Eleven, yes. eleven. And well, this seven is this is a coming out for me. Coming okay. out and talking about something that has been extraordinarily painful for me. And I'm in this presentation. I'm going to talk a bit about how I was in a wheelchair, on disability, on SSI for about twenty years. Mm. Oh my goodness! And how I managed to get to where I am now, where I'm totally well and totally whole and feeling joy in every moment of the day. And the name of this program that you, is called Dancing with Dancing the Phoenix. Dancing with the Phoenix. What does that mean? Well, the Phoenix is a wonderful symbol for me and for the alchemists of the medieval times. It is the symbol for drastic transformation and change, radical change. And all the kids who know Harry Potter know the Phoenix. Out of the <laughs> ashes, the new horizons. <laughs> yeah. So. so the myth here is extremely important because I think that if you look at your life as a legendary life, a life of myth, that you're walking down a path of myth, you suddenly start to see, allow yourself to see, some of the parts that you may not have wanted to look at before. So, you know, going from the point of such depression that you're really wallowing in a mud puddle to giving a glimmer of hope because you've seen this brilliant feather of a bird to going and collecting the sticks of your past and understanding what led to why you're in that puddle. Mm. And then actually daring yourself to become well. If you go to a a, a hospital that has long-term treatment for physical disability, you'll find that as the people start to get ready to leave, 
they go back inside themselves and become much more uh, disabled. So tell us your story. Why were you confined to a wheelchair for those I was 20 years? Yeah, actually, I still use a wheelchair on, on occasion. It's a very useful way to get through immigration and customs when you're <laughs> traveling internationally. But I'm, I still don't know how to stand. She strolled right in here today, yeah. Yes, I walk very well, but I still have difficulty standing. So well, if there I any somebody I know who can dance but has difficult walking. Well, but think you, of the person the booty, who stutters. Put the music on. A person who stutters, but as soon as they get into a rhythmic Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like singing or saying a uh-huh, poem, uh-huh. no problem. Mm-hmm. So there's some neurologic connections okay. that just aren't being made, and that's okay. what happened with me. I had okay. a car accident. My back was broken. My neck traumatized. I was uh, in a back brace for over a year. At that time, I didn't go into a wheelchair, however. I had difficulty walking. I was using canes and so forth. Six years later, I was in a wheelchair. Well, I didn't pay any attention to that. My doctor thought, oh, well, maybe she has MS. I do not have MS, although I've experienced every symptom of it. Mm-hmm. But then we went go on. I continue to use the wheelchair more and more and more because it is useful. It's getting me around. It's a wonderful tool to help me do things I couldn't do because I couldn't Pardon stand. Pardon the pun, it's a crutch. It is a big crutch. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ram Dass said he always saw himself, you know, being pushed in a chariot like the emperors, <laughs> yes, the exactly. emperors of old. So, you know, we love Ram Dass. And he says, you know, sometimes I just feel like I'm being pushed, you know, through like on a chariot. Like, Well, I was also used as a push cart when it came to Christmas shopping. My children, <laughs> oh. would, children would pile packages on me and... Very so useful. you became very helpful. So what what brought you to the stage now where you could, I mean, where you strolled into the studio today? I strolled into the studio today. I love that. I danced into the studio yeah, yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. I came with joy. What happened is I had a doctor who said, you're going to be in the wheelchair the rest of your life. Why do you want me to give you any kind of script for rehab? And I said, because... I want to get better. And he says, you're never going to get better. Well, I got the script to go to get the rehab. I also said, can I see a behavioral psychologist? And he says, what for? And I said, well, I want to learn how to behave so I don't keep myself in the wheelchair. And he said, he shook his head at me. He couldn't believe this. He gave me the script, and I fired him. And after that, I surrounded myself with people who believed and would be sort of like a cheerleader for, for me to believe that I could indeed get out of the wheelchair. And now I'm having physical therapy from a wonderful person who believes I can learn how to stand. That's amazing. Oh, I love and it. don't you find that something natural about physical therapists? Almost everyone I've encountered have this belief in you that's stronger than your own belief. Unfortunately, I haven't met that. Really? I, I would like to th- okay. I would I, like to be positive about that. I've had so much physical therapy and I've had some physical therapists who were very similar to the neurologist. Really? And simply we're going through the motions, and that gets us to another thing that I love to work, talk about, and that is how to help the people who are in healing professions not go through burnout. Huh? You mean as a patient? No, not as a patient. <laughs> no, I mean you. I mean, how, oh, you just want to help them? Yes, I'm very interested in healing the healers. Well, there are some great people because that's the purpose for your whole life work. To, yes, it is. To be prepared. And you so can certainly understand it. It's understandable because there's things inside the unconscious that don't want to be healed. And there's know, Mary, benefits. Th- the benefits were extraordinary. Exactly. I, in retrospect, while I was in it, I wanted to die. Mm-hmm. But the getting through it, the benefits were that I had time 
to go within. Oh, no, yes, the benefits of the process. But, but if we look at every challenging condition in our life, part of changing is to get really rigorously honest with ourselves. Oh, what's the pr- What's that. the benefit that yeah. I get from being in the wheelchair? What's yes. the benefit I get from having this chronic disease? Yes. What's the benefit I get from my anger? And if we can be honest about that, it helps us to see it. Because we, we do get a benefit. Yeah, I do. It doesn't mean that we're bad, but there is a benefit. And then, of course, there's always a higher benefit, but good well, for you. The, for the one thing that I, I, I really want to emphasize, if, if a person has chronic disability or chronic illness, chronic pain, you have not consciously caused that. You are not to feel guilty. That Absolutely. The guilt itself is ridiculous and out of place. Absolutely. It has no function. But you are responsible to set about transforming it. You are. You I are. Agree. I mean, it's, that's when we teach at Unity. And I've had people come and say, I just don't believe I caused that sex abuse. I don't believe it. I said, I don't either. I do believe your belief system of unworthiness may have drawn this to you, but that's a separate issue. Well, I also think that you need to be very much in the present moment and not constantly be looking for cause and effect from your past as much as mm-hmm. saying, I am now. I am now responsible take the responsibility. and take the responsibility for what happens now. Mm. And, there, and it has to be in a field of unconditioned love where absolutely you stay in that wheelchair all your life, honey. If that's where you want to be, that's totally, it's okay. There's no, if you're helping someone, you, you want to know you're helping their desire, their highest good, right? Yes. Or not. Yes. <laughs> so I'm open often, to other things. So yeah. often patients don't know that they have a choice to get better. They're surrounded by That's people. right. They're I'm, by naysayers. I, I'm reminded of, of an experience that I had, a very deep personal experience with my grandmother who had suffered a stroke and all the doctors and my mother and everyone was saying, you know, she's going to be a vegetable for the rest of her life. And, and they just treated her like that. And finally one night I went to her hospital room and I sat down on her bed and I said, Grandma, and do, do you know that I'm with you, and if if you want to go, you can. But did you know that if you want to, you can get better? And she, the first word she said after, after she'd had the stroke, which was five days earlier, was, really? <laughs> and I said, if you want to, did you know you can get better? Do you want to get better? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, that, and I stayed with her that night, and I did energy work. And the next morning, the, the doctors, the neurologists there in St. Louis said it was a miracle. But... In, I think, a day or two later, she was walking around, and, and everything, and she just got amazingly better. But she didn't remember, when I talked to her after that experience, she didn't remember, she thought, she didn't remember that experience at all, but she thought, maybe there was a doctor who said that to her. But she just didn't believe, because she was picking up this energy that you just I, couldn't get. I better. agree That's with what you. you're talking to, is That's it? exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. So it's important to be surrounded with by pe- people who have the positive energy. Yeah. Now that and that brings us to selection of who we connect with, because sometimes we just keep on with a pattern that isn't very healthy to us, because it makes us not pay attention to our own problems, our own mm-hmm. thing, disabilities, whether they're whatever they are. I love that I fired him. If someone isn't on your side, I don't care what their credentials yeah. are, fire them. Wayne Dyer has that great line. I want to talk to somebody who can make it happen. Right. You know, the time you couldn't get on an airplane. (laughs) Is there anyone here? I want to talk to that person who can. Yes. Yes. But there are people, of course, who are in wheelchairs, and they don't have any hope of getting out of them. Mm -hmm. And yet they can have the highest quality life. Just uh, One of my heroes is Christopher Reeve. Mm. Ah. Uh, Just extraordinary man. Look at a... I mean, they told him he wasn't going to be able to walk. He they was told Superman him in so many ways. He was. Mm-hmm. And he was actually, before he died, he was actually in water 
able to take steps while well, he, he was move his toe or he was he was able to no he could he not was breathing he, he was, was doing able to all sorts of things because he believed that he right. could get past right. it right. despite what they were doing. and Stephen Hawkins who hasn't I mean but yes. look what he's and but uh, making making the highest quality of life using uh-huh. yourself and seeing what benefit yeah. and one of the secrets behind that is doing something that's beyond you that's larger than you are. And there is Stephen Hawkins, one of the most brilliant men on the planet, and living in perpetual gratitude. And when they asked him, if you know Stephen Hawkins, he's, his body has been twisted. Mm-hmm. He should have died years ago. He's now one of the greatest uh, thinkers on the planet. And when they asked him about his life, this is what he said, Zana, who could have asked for more? Exactly. I mean, when I hear that, I go to a vibrational place who could have asked for more? Because he lives in that perpetual awareness of, I, I call it presence. Yes. I don't know what he would call it. But, but he lives, he doesn't live in the twisted body. He does, and he has connection. People around him love him. He loves them. And that's, it is, that you said it three or four times, it is connection. You know, people want to get over drugs or alcohol or food. Connection. Make yes. the connection the with connection. your heart. The agape. Yeah. Make the, yes. yes. Uh, so beautiful. I love that. That line of a man who most people would look at and say, wow. And he said, who could have asked for more? I, I, it just gives me God bumps. So um, at the workshop on Saturday night, so it's Thursday nights, three Thursday nights for healing our grief and being present with each other because it's hard to be present mm-hmm. if you haven't healed it. And this workshop on Saturday night, the 11th, is um, about dancing with the phoenix, a motivational presentation about getting out of our mental or physical wheelchairs. <laughs> I like that. Mental or physical or emotional yeah. wheelchairs. Sana. This is not so much a workshop as I'm daring myself to become a performer again. I was a performance artist in the 70s, <laughs> and then I became disabled. And so this is actually my debut as a performer. How as exciting. And you know, yes, I am a professional speaker, but that's not necessarily performing in the way I'm talking about. But there, <laughs> after, after the performance, there will be a period for questions and answers and, you know, just talking about how we can get the best out of our lives. Mm. And, you know, we, we want to hear from our sponsors. We want to, if you can stay tuned, and I want to tell you about a couple other great things that are happening. We have uh, Anam Tibetan Rinpoche, who's going to be at Unity Church on Friday night, the 10th, at 6.30. What an opportunity. The Dermata Foundation is presenting a Rinpoche to bring the wisdom. You were just talking about the Dalai Lama. Such a great. I just spent five weeks in Tibet, not Tibet, in Dharamsala with the Dalai Lama. Oh. And um, that practice, well, the planes fly. I can get you there. Well, I've just been with him in Los Angeles. Yes, I know. superb. He's so beautiful. And um, also on November 17th, which is, what, is that a Friday? Yes. We have another Rinpoche going to be there. So we really, Awakening and Developing Loving Kindness. I'm trying to come up with some sort of clever play on words on the multitude (laughs) of Rinpoches, but... It means blessed one. We just have a blessed lot of them one. coming right well, now. We have a lot Rick, of blessings. Ricochet. Well, we, we <laughs> Ricochet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we do have, um, you know, I mean, Maui attracts people of the highest vibration and, and the cosmic circus. And, you know, you have to use discernment and ask whatever. I use the Holy Spirit or the Christ mind. But, you know, there's a lot of cosmic circus that comes to Maui. And then there's the real deal. And, uh Zana Smith is the real deal. We got our Ram Dutt. We got plenty of real deals here. So uh, it's an opportunity. You know, we always attract our consciousness. It's always perfect. So let's hear from our sponsors. We'll be back and hear a final good word from Zana Smith. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. 
We are a trans-denominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. We're back on the air. We're talking about my dog who celebrated her 14th birthday yesterday. A well, child happy, should be so loved and cherished birthday, on a planet. Maui. Okay. Hi, Molly. A meditating dog. How to meditate with your dog? She's she's just it was. And we were talking about grief. When we were talking about pets and stuff like that. I was like, oh gosh, whenever that day occurs, it will just rip me apart. And and so it you know when this this grief um, program that you're doing these three Thursdays is so powerful. Whatever kind of grief you're going through or have experienced, yes. knowing that it's cumulative, and if you don't address it, it mm. just progresses is powerful. Yes. So this mm. this coming Thursday, mm. and then for uh, two following Thursdays with a break for Thanksgiving uh, at Unity, it's awesome. So what else do we need to know about grief or about the Phoenix? We've got a, just a couple minutes here. Well, you can't be quiet <laughs> on the radio. I did that the first time. I put, I said, oh, let's all meditate. And the, my producer just about went crazy. Maybe on television, but not on the radio. They flipped the channel. Yes. But, um, I, I, you know, it's just such a, an important thing to be fully human and fully divine because we know on the absolute level there is no grief. And I often, you know, when I'm working with somebody, I believe with all my heart's on it, there's a place within every person that's never been wounded, damaged, uh, betrayed, broken. And I'll say to them, go to that place. Yes, I agree. Go totally. to that place. And, and maybe you can't stay there, maybe just us two together, but go to that place. Because in every person listening, on six and a half billion people on the planet, there is a place within us so holy, so perfect. We live from that place. And that's what our practice is. It's a practice. And w- this is another beautiful practice, but it's a p- choice that we make well, we as we become We need to give ourselves aware. permission to go there. Sometimes, mm-hmm. it, sometimes people will take on a hurt and keep it thinking that that way they're helping somebody else well you know and i also used it i mean i was i was a mother at 16 i uh, went through college i was so overwhelmed and i saw how i would use people's pity and and this i'd been a battered wife and i'd been raped and strangled and i actually used that to 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 get out of things because i just couldn't keep commitments i couldn't stay up with raising a child and going to college and working and I, i remember learning I used it, and it worked. It worked, and so pretty soon, maybe ten years later, it was part of my. You trained I, yourself I, into I, I trained yes, myself. It's a habit, it, and, and, and so a, a it's a crutch. An excuse. To, oh, yeah. but it, it it's really, a good crutch. It's a it helpful was, crutch. And, and then I, then I, and then I learned it would have been. <laughs> what are we talking about? If I, if when I you say it's a crutch, if I love myself lo- enough, well, yeah. What you, but if I love myself enough, I could say, you know, I, my plate is so full right now. I just can't get that report in. 
you know, I didn't, but I didn't have that ability at 17, 18, and 19. Mm-hmm. I didn't, wasn't able to do that. So I did I the best I could. I think that's one of the ways that I have gotten past my disability is asking myself the question, would you do this if you, you only had two weeks to live? Oh, that's a And question. as soon as I even hesitate, then I say, I cannot do this right now. Yes. That's powerful. I'm Talking about choices. Even yes. as you manage your day with your day planner, you yes. look at it from that perspective. Yes. And all of a sudden, you have a simpler life. Going to the beach is a lot more important. A sweeter life. Well, that's so true. We have the most wonderful staff at Unity. And because we're moving, because it's Christmas, because some of the staff is new, because life is full, because la-da-da-da-da, it's reasonable. We were just kind of getting ground down by it. And I went home last night and said, this has got to be joy. This has got to be more fun. And I, so I wrote, what can we get rid of? You know, and I just started looking at everything. And we can get rid of the traditional Thanksgiving Eve service. We can get rid of lots of things. And I call, so I call the staff today. And, you know, I'm going to come in. We're going to be filled with joy and light. And they go, oh, we've been outside gathering t- uh, avocados. They're, we're harvesting the avocados. And they're laughing and they're having fun. And I thought, there it is. You know, we've you know we've got we've got to lighten up, and and so if we just look at our daytimers, sometimes there's so much to do, mm-hmm. and we have to go back, pull it all. I love that. If you only had two weeks, or if you only had a year, or if you only had one day, I think it helps to make it shorter than a year. <laughs> you think? Oh yes. Okay. I'm, two weeks. I'm, I'm teachable. <laughs> I'm teachable. I love it. I love Zana Smith. We're happy. She's back. She's going to be teaching some more classes, so you'll want to go online, unityonmaui.org, or her own website. Well, ZannaSmith.com. Well, that's pretty with, easy. With, Every time somebody gives a website, they give, but that's good. But it's Zana with two A's, Z-A-N-N-A Smith.com. Z-A-N-N-A Smith, no H in there, Zanna Smith. But Unity on Maui always keeps updated. And one of the things that I'm very, very blessed about, you know, we're finishing up a couple more weeks on this wonderful work called Practicing the Presence. And Unity teaches practicing the presence through prayer, which is when we talk with God, not something outside of ourselves, but we have this conversation with the beloved. And we teach um, what many people call meditation, but that's where you formulate ideas about God and you can talk about God or or lead people into chanting. And then we teach the silence. And the silence is where we deeply listen to the divine. We're not trying to get God to do anything for us. We're not complaining. We're not begging. We're just deeply listening. And we are so committed to that. And and I would just want to share every Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, we sit in sacred circle in the silence. We just do a few... me and the Holy Spirit and and uh, and we just do simple readings and you can either do simple breath work or the or and we just stay in the silence and you can feel it it's palpable every day Monday through Friday at noon we do a silent unity prayer service which always involves about 10 to 12 minutes of silence we also pray for the world any prayer requests anybody who come and then on Sunday morning always a half hour before the service we also enter the silence again and I just feel so wonderful to share that because all of the practices are of healing our grief and learning to speak and all the things that we learn to do are so blessed if we add the silence because everything gets righted when we practice silence everything you know, it's so much easier to heal a relationship when you're sitting alone in the silence and some icky stuff comes up than going into the relationship and having it come out. You know, and the silence reveals and heals and blesses. And the Holy Spirit is like the great psychologist. That's what I tell people when they go into the silence and you use a centering prayer where you're really intentionally just opening to the Holy Spirit. Heal me, release me, reveal thee. Um, 
the the Holy Spirit is the most amazing psychologist because it it knows where the dark side is hidden and it brings it to the light, and the light loves and heals everything. So. That's my thing for today, but I, I just feel so important. We're talking about choices. You don't have a choice until you're awake, and the way to wake up is to have a strong prayer life. All those events take place at our beautiful home on High Street, 483 South High Street. Just a couple blocks down from the county courthouse. Yeah. Beautiful little house with unity out front. Yeah, it's it's an amazing place, and just to be in the silence on, on one of these weekdays or on Saturday morning, it's, it's just such a sweet, delicious Opportunity, and I mm-hmm. really want you mm-hmm. to check it out. Either if you live on the island or if you're just visiting, come by our spiritual home on High Street. And next Monday night, uh, and every on the second and the fourth Monday, the work by Byron Katie is hosted by Flavin Clayton, who's a, an inquiry group. Let me tell you, you put the silence and the four the four questions together, you've got a path to enlightenment. Yeah. And uh, we Flavin's, also have Flavin's great. She's also. Did you know that she's also a. Uh, a Oh, I'm not going to say this right. Uh, a doula. Oh yeah. So well, it's yeah. very much birthing these ideas, and mm. and if you if you haven't experienced Byron Katie's work, Ugh. come to this come to this every other Monday. And then night. we feel very honored because uh, Dr. Kevin Lynn Hurdebees is uh, starting a monthly healing and wholeness, transforming cancer, but also transforming all illness, bringing together medical doctors, alternative healers, uh, natural healers. Bringing them together. That's one of our visions at Unity is all the uh, using all of the healing modalities to break through. Because we know wholeness is an expression of God. Mm-hmm. And we know that wholeness is around us. And, and, and whatever the channel is, God loves us so much, it gives us the vehicle to get us there. And that, uh, nobody's got all the answers, but together we got a lot more answers. So we're real pleased with that. That's going to be November 28th. 5.30 to 7. You're all welcome to come if you have a healing passion. That's Tuesday night. So we need to say aloha. I hope you also check out our website at conversationswithfriends.com. You can find out about our podcasts. So if you miss any episode of Conversations with Friends, you can listen to it on your iPod or on your computer. Just visit us online at www.conversationswithfriends. And, of course, visit our church website at unityonmaui.org. And I'm going to close with what the Buddha said. If it wasn't possible for you to get over your anger, your hurt, your grief, and your betrayals, I wouldn't have told you to do it. I love that. The Buddha and Jesus really had the answers. Aloha. Aloha.